This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! Uh, back once again with another podcast. This is episode 43 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. Uh, we've got a very familiar face here. Uh, we've got uh, Sean Lever. Is it Lever? Yeah, no. Lever, yeah. It's not a face I'd want to see. It's a hose address to that, and I've never ever... I said, oh, I was just playing this Sean Lever tune. I don't know if it was Lever, Lever, or whatever. Uh, it's Lever. It's technically Lever, actually. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I just grew up with the name Lever. So actually, it's a Jewish name. It comes from the tribe of Levi. Oh. Uh, and it's actually technically Lever. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just, I, I just stick with Lever. So, so we're back again. Um, so as we've went over, over the last few episodes, we've added a couple of new features and stuff like that. Um, so I just want to ask you, how you doing, mate? Uh, I'll tell you what, right, um, I've had a weird time. I've had a tough time, actually, the last few years. Yeah. Uh, lockdown wasn't great to me, it wasn't, wasn't kind to me at all. Yeah. Um, and it, it took me a long time to sort of, like, get... Up and going again. Together. Yeah. Uh, but now it's all sort of coming back, and, and I'm, can, I'm, I'm in a really good place. You can see it, mate. You can, like, like as I said, um, meet up with you today. You've got that spring step, and that, yeah. like, if you don't mind me saying. Um, but yeah, great to see you. Great to sit down and have a chat with you. Here's a little known fact as well about the podcast. Um, Sean was the very first guest on the podcast. On the original audio ones? On the original audio ones, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, doing that. I'm like, we, I was talking for hours. You couldn't shut me up. No. Well, the thing is, right, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've come down today and we do. We, I always do these podcasts in person because when we trialled it with you, it, we, we had a really good episode, but there's like a delay when you do it over, over Skype and you don't get the same chemistry as you do in person. Yeah. So that's why we do them live. Um, so as I start every episode from now on, uh, it's only a new feature as of a couple of episodes ago. What did you have for tea last night? Oh, God. Uh, I had two teas. Icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had two teas. Go on. Right, I had a cone of chips. Right, basically, I live in a, a, a little village called um, Richworth yeah. in West Yorkshire. And I moved back there um, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Um, so I went to the Blue Clam and I had a cone of chips. Excellent. A cone of chips with scraps, by uh, the way. You come to Yorkshire, you come to Rippendon, you go to the Blue Clam, cone of chips with scraps. You do that. How much is a cone of chips nowadays? Um, it's, well, actually, funnily enough, £1.40 for a cone of chips, but the, the, the woman behind the counter didn't even give me a change. I think she was in a mood, but yeah. uh, either way, you know what I mean? £1.40 for a cone of chips uh, with scraps. That's interesting. Last time I, I, I bought a cone of chips, I must have been about. I don't know. I actually get, obviously get big portions now. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> a corner chips isn't enough. But um, last time I got a corner chips, it was 80 pence. 
Bloody hell. So it was, what, 2000 and... I know, chi chips have inflated massively in price though, haven't they? Yeah. Like, like, compared, like, like, seriously, I mean, vinyl's gone up in price, actually, everything's gone up in price, hasn't it? Uh, Fred Holes, uh, <laughs> literally, you know what I mean? They're, they'll own you at one point, they'll, be, they'll go, they'll, Fred Holes tend to go up at the rate of inflation faster than what we're earning, so eventually Fred will own you. Yeah, eventually. Right. I've worked, they worked it out the price of inflation, didn't they? Have you seen that, that, that little post? I nicked that from a guy called Frankie McNamara, <laughs> by the way, who, who is a fantastic guy from from Dublin. Yeah. Who, whose book is absolutely amazing, and he's just the funniest guy I've ever met. And <laughs> I nicked that line from Frankie, Frankie <laughs> McNamara, by the way, and check him on YouTube. He's a genius. <laughs> but the, the thing is, right, um, I remember, I'm, I'm, I live in Cumbria. Um, do you know yeah. Keswick at all? Uh, no, uh, but I, d I don't blame you for living in Cumbria. Uh, so um, I don't resent you for living in Cumbria. <laughs> no, actually, Cumbria, I, I love Cumbria. And, yeah. uh, I mean, one, one of it, you know, it's mad you mentioned Cumbria, because yeah. the first person that got behind Boy Raver yeah. was somebody from Cumbria, from Ulverston. Right, go well, on to them. Uh, she's called Nicola Fowler. Right. She's a hairdresser. And she was the first person to buy my album. Right. And continually supports me right the way through. That's and do, do you know what? In this podcast, it's just nice to plug her. Uh, yeah. and, like, she's a fantastic hairdresser. First uh, plug of the day. First plug of the day. Like, ding. <laughs> this is where you add the thing, don't you, on the podcast. Ding. <laughs> plug, ding. Uh, but Nicola is amazing. Uh, yeah. And funnily enough, I'm trained as a hairdresser at the moment anyway. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that probably. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was just going to say, in Keswick, I remember when there's a place called the... I'm probably advertising here, but there's a place called the Old Keswick, and it was known as, like, quite an expensive spot. I remember when everyone was fuming that they put the prices up to £1.20 for a, for, <laughs> for, for, for a thing of chips. I remember when I used to be able to go to... I mean, I grew up in Oldham, mate. Mm. Um, I, I used to be able to go to the Brook Tavern in Oldham yeah. <laughs> with a fiver, and I could get four pints of Fosters. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> I've never been out, oh, no, sorry, pound of pint in Weatherspoons, that's about as good as I'll get. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impressive, isn't it? So, yeah, um, I just want to go right back to the beginning with you, with, with all your stuff. Um, who's Sean? Who's Sean? Wow, that's a mad question. It is, it is. Because um, it, can, it can go in any direction for me. Oh, God. That, that, that is probably, that, that's a... That's a curveball. Yeah, it is. That's why, because that's, you, that, that's more than a starter for ten. Just this um, is what right there before you start. A little, <laughs> a little thing from from the out, from an outsider's perspective. If you don't know the podcast, uh, I like to ask that because just so you know, it's not an interview where I'm going A to B to see yeah. questions. So, sure. for instance, yeah. you. I could say that and you could give me any answer and our podcast is just, just going to go and mm -hmm. you could go, oh, I'm a DJ and then we'll go from there. But just you as a person, you could tell the story. Um, mate, Sean, um, just Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm everybody's mate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've not got a bad bone in my body. Um, I've made mistakes like everybody else. Um, I've done lovely things. I've done bad things. I've done, you know... You're human. Um, I'm, I'm only human. Yeah. Uh, Sean... Which I'm trying not to talk in the third person here. Yeah. Like you see DJ biographies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to. Uh, I I don't like even talking in I. Sean. <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm I'm just a nice person. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for what I've got in life. I'm very grateful for what I've been gifted from That's other people, uh, and been so lucky to have had the you know people around me. Yeah. People like Simon Ritchie and Lee Monteverdi, Nick Hussey, 
Um, people like you know my my school teachers mm. that that really helped me and. Um, you know, my, my mother, you know, my, my, my parents, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just amazing people that, that taught me how to behave, how to, you know, be yourself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that, these people the only, have, have shaped that's a, that's, a mad, that's a mad question to it ask. Is, it is. But is, is all these people that you've just named there, have they shaped you as a human? As, as yeah. Um, yeah. And especially, I mean, Simon Ritchie, um, especially who was I mean Simon's now senior producer for um, BBC Six Music and Radio 2 All right. um, and he, 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 he was the first person when I got work experience at Galaxy 102 yeah. um, that got right behind me uh, and just gave me everything and like another guy called Dan Hartley yeah. was right behind me and, and like a, 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 there was a presenter there called Mike Anthony as well like I said that, that did it and the thing is for me like I said, people give, you know, <laughs> I suppose the irony, you get what you give, um, yeah. and that'll come back later in this interview. Excellent, I, suppose, well, Excellent. I like that. But it'll all come back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I just, you know, I'm somebody that believes in house music. Yeah. I'm somebody that absolutely believes in music, believes in house music, believes in people. Yeah. Believes in entertaining people, believes that, you know, that, you know, when I, when I DJ, you know, you work your fucking ass off all week. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, I, I just uh, want to give that back. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I don't care what people think of me either. You know, yeah. and, and you know, if people want to think, oh, he's a lunatic, he's a nutter or whatever, which I get all the time, he's a cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As long as I'm entertaining people and giving everything back, that's me. Absolutely. Um, so I just want to get into this then. Like, so you've described yourself as a person. So, how how have we ended up here today? Like, um, well, well, basically, you, 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 you know, in what respects are you, are you? So what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I asked you who Sean was. Obviously, it's quite a long-winded question. It could lead to, to many different things. But but you've ended up here today um, doing this podcast. You you've got a lot of accolades within your life. And it's all it all began somewhere. So, so um, where, 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 out of all the names that you dropped there, just out of curiosity, um, who was the the first person to out of these to show your music? Uh, myself. Really? So yeah. I, I like more. <laughs> um, uh, actually, no. I'll take it back to I'll take it back to how it kind of started. Yeah. One thing I wanted to do, I wanted to play football. Yeah. I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to play for Oldham Athletic. Yeah. I wanted to play for Tottenham. That that was my idea. That was my goal in life. Tottenham. I wanted, yeah. Tottenham. Tottenham's my favourite club that that I don't follow. What's the reason? Because uh, they were just they, honestly just when when I got into football. Um, Oldham was my club. I yeah. wanted to play for Oldham. My vision was to play for Tottenham because we had Clive Allen, yeah. you had Paul Walsh up front, uh, and then you had Glenn Hoddle, yeah. and you had Tottenham. And I wanted to be part of the Tottenham team. I wanted to be. I wanted to play um, top flight football. Basically, that, that was my thing. And then <laughs> one, I just realised I was shit. Are you good? For, are you good? <laughs> That's the problem. I was going to say you good footballer. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm shit at football. Right. Uh, and when I did actually get a chance to sort of like get somewhere in football, I was just a proper dirty centre back, yeah. um, and and kept getting sent off quite a lot. 
Um, and I just thought, do you know what? You're not cut out for this. Yeah. You're not going to do it. And one day, like I said, I'm having my bath and like my mum puts on the top 40 uh, and like, you know, it's kind of like an incentive. I put the radio on if you you have your bath after school and sorry, after playing football and it's the top 40. She puts on the top 40 and Bruno Brooks is the presenter who's somebody I cite as a big hero as well and and basically right and it's like in at number 32 I think it is Royal House Can You Party and like amongst all this genre like like mediocre pop music this house tune comes on and it's Royal House Can You Party which is a record by Todd Terry and it's like ding 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 too black too strong check this out I'm like fucking shit that's me what year, what year is this then? Uh, that's 89. Right. I think, I, I, no, it's 88. I think that's 88. Um, back end of 88, I right. reckon. It's got to be around there. So you're sitting there getting the groove on in the bath, right? Yeah. And it's just, what is the, is the, the cogs ticking in your brain? Or? I, I'm just thinking, fuck football, this is me. Yeah. And then I start seeing all these news reports about like Acid House being this devilish cult. And like raging this war against Acid House saying like it's corrupting all our kids we don't talk uh, about that paper on this no no well uh, sorry <laughs> neither, neither do I and uh, like justice for the 96 as well yeah. uh, and it's just like um, actually can, can, can we can we bleep that out oh. uh, yeah that word has just been there you can, won't know can what we, can we bleep said. that out that word that I've just said yeah. That that is just being bleeped out. So yeah, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, D. <laughs> nah, anyway, like, yeah, um, we don't support that idea. So. Um, likewise, um, and basically, um, like I said, they're, they're trying to rape. And do you know what? When you're that age, I think probably would have been about eleven. Yeah, at that age, like. Yeah. Well, if some if anarchy comes to you, you're gonna fucking take anarchy, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where I started to love house music, and I broke away from everything that I'd done. I just thought, fucking yeah. So like, this is me. It came to get top of the pops, and then what have you done from there? Like, how? What's have, have you went to the underground straight away? Or? Like, no, 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 no. What What happened is I my, my dad bought me um, a Tascam little Porter 5 little recording studio yeah. and a drum machine right. uh, and it was like a drum machine I think you could get it from Argos um, you, in fact I'll tell you where he got it he got it from Boots believe it or not you could actually you used to be able to buy drum machines in Boots right Right. this little fucking thing and I started making like little bits of music and yeah. I had this little little keyboard I started building it building it up and then I get um, work experience at Square One recording studios in Bury right. start working with um, I can't legally tell you the first track I, I started working on because that's a long story but I started working on the Christians tracks and then you can I tell start, me that yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued and then no no um, it's well, well put it this way like I said I, I I won't tell you the record, but I'll tell you the story behind it. Go on. Right. And you might be able to work it out from me doing this. Yeah. Basically, right, I'm there, work experience. And there's a band in there, and they're fucked. They're, they're, I mean, they are absolutely up there. That could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you mean. They're, they're, they're right. a dance sack recording there. Right, go on. And they start playing in that riff. And, sorry, I start playing in that riff. Yeah. 
um, because they can't actually do anything and they're waiting for the singer to turn up and end up laying down like the opening riff right. myself and next thing I know it's a massive hit oh and, that's painful <laughs> uh, well no because I've started, I'm, I'm, how many people have been made happy from that do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. No, bro, I mean, Bradley, right? To be honest with you, I mean, I, 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 one thing I say to you, mate, there is no money in dance music. Oh, no, not at all. There is no, Absolutely. and to be honest with you, I'd rather have the satisfaction of somebody like being involved in something there. I've lost more money than I've actually made in dance music. Um, Believable. And to be honest with you, anybody else that, that, that is proud of uh, has made money and he's proud of making money in dance music you've not you've not lived yeah hence you know I, f I find that every penny I make in this 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 industry is it just ends up getting thrown back in it's like we're all sharing it's, money and it just goes back around in circles but it, it, it's it's kind of like you know what I mean it's a passion isn't yeah. it and no matter what you do you know what I mean you, I mean like tonight I'm gonna you know I, I, I might end up I'm, I'm I'll start work at six o'clock here tonight. I might start off my set here at Northern Monkey mm. um, at six o'clock, and there might be a group of women that are in their sort of like late fifties. Yeah. And I might start with Dolly Parton, ninety-five. And do you know what? I'd rather do that and make somebody happy yeah. than play, you know, Orbital Chime. Which, by the way, I actually play Orbital Chime in every single set upstairs as well yeah. uh, at Northern Monkey. Great so, tune, by the you way. know what I mean? Which is a brilliant residency that I've got now, which is sort of yeah. like 70s, 80s, 90s. Second plug, ding! ding. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I've so, launched them for the royalties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ding! Uh, so, anyway. No. Yeah, so you've discovered your, your music, and we've sort of went off a little tangent there, but it, it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you, you, you've, where's your exposure to music? Like, where. At what point is it that you're like, I need to get to these places that they're talking about in the paper, that they're talking about on the TV, and and experience it firsthand? Stu Allen. Stu Allen, right? Right. I'll tell you what happens. Like I said, I, uh, Stu Allen. I mean, Stu Allen um, obviously passed away recently. Um, recently, yeah. and Stu Allen was my hero and my friend. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I missed you, Alan. I, I genuinely always will. Yeah. Um, and um, it's with, with, with Stu. It's like I, I, I used to listen to the dance chart, uh, and it was the Picardy Beat dance chart, right. and it'd be kind of like my go-to start um, yeah. on Saturday night, and he'd do it on Q103, which was. Um, <laughs> Everywhere around here for about a 50 mile radius. Yeah, yeah. people used to go on like all the meds yeah. uh, and, and stuff like that. Like, like, they, they used to extend aerials to actually yeah. pick the bloody show that, up. That's the thing. But any, uh, anybody of, of, of these last few generations will say Stu Allen is one of the biggest inspirations in the Northern no, no, Sea. Stu Allen is yeah, the yeah. biggest inspiration. Yeah. There, there, there is nobody, there would be no dance music without Stu Allen. I wouldn't have heard a lot of music without without Stu because yeah. obviously music gets passed down through time and stuff. But for the likes of say, is it SL two um, sort of a lot of the happy hardcore stuff was yeah. only because Stu played it, and then yeah. people have been like, I would have been like Stu Allen, I'll play it, and then it's just yeah. filtered down, and he's he's got uh, it's gone out, and it's been, he's been an inspiration to a lot yeah. of people within because. 
for me, if you look back in time, right, this is just my opinion, um, you look at Stuart, Stuart's a normal guy who you think, I could do what he's doing. Like, I, 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 I could, I probably couldn't do it as good, but I, I, I'm just a normal northern guy from X in the north, mm. and he's just bringing joy to people by playing tunes. It's inspiring. It's yeah. inspiring. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think people realise how hard Stu, Stu Allen actually fought to get that music on Key One Hundred Three. Yeah. Uh, at a time where literally that that newspaper. Yeah. Um, was down. You know what I mean? That 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 little rat mm. newspaper. Sorry, newspaper. Did I say? Did I really call that a newspaper? Yeah. That that little rat rag um, yeah. was just. Trying, trying to like, like capitalise, and they were capitalising. Mm. Um, you know, and, and negativity sells. That's yeah. all you say. Yeah. You've got something bad to say about someone I or think, something. Yeah. It sells. It's exactly. And Stu Allen fought pretty so hard for doing that, and he brought music to us that we would never ever yeah. have, have seen in the northwest. Yeah. But in the north, in the north, full stop. Do you know what's funny though? I I've interviewed people in the past. And they've been from not the north, so different places. And I've always dropped Stu's name as Stu Allen. It's it's, it's the the man when it comes to who, who your influence was growing up. They were getting tapes of the recordings just because they weren't in the area. People were recording it, and it was going out everywhere. Yeah. So it goes to show that it does spread far and like far and wide as well. That's another thing that yeah. yeah. No, it does. Uh, and, and to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if in time, you know, as time goes on, I think we're going to document a lot more about Stu Allen's life. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, at the moment as well, like I said, Alison is carrying on the brand and everything and she's doing such fantastic, a fantastic job. Yeah. I'm so glad she's doing it. I'm so proud of her. Mm. She's going through hell um, yeah. at the moment. I mean, she, she you know, you, you could... You know, she, all, all, all my best, all my love to Alison. And the same with, with Paul Draycott and the same yeah. with Gary Hypnotic and Pete Daly, everybody that's involved yeah. in OSN and, and that kind of thing. And Stu's legacy needs to be documented and it needs to be out there. I think it's fantastic what has been done sort of yeah. recently. I, think. Yeah, I, 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 I played on the... I know, I've seen, yeah. I've seen the photos, mate. It was, a, it was a very emotional moment, I imagine, but um, emotional event. Uh, yeah. All of them people coming out to support Stu, like everyone on that 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 line up there, is probably one of the biggest northern lineups you'll ever see. Yeah, arguably, right? And they've all came because he influenced them. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like, and he did. Yeah, I, I, I used to. I mean, have you have you listened to Music Matters by Faithless? And again, Maxi yeah. Jazz. Actually, ironically, Maxi Jazz passed away around the same time. Yeah. If you listen to Music Matters, you listen to Maxi Jazz's his, his, um, rap. Yeah. In, and I always listen to the Axwell mix because I think it's a, a beautiful piece of house music. Yeah. If you listen to what he says like about listening to radio, it's about him listening to radio and that and, and until my nine volt battery goes. And that was what it was like listening to Stu Allen yeah. when you were growing up. You yeah. know, literally, you were just glued and glued like, what's coming next? and shit oh it's awesome free don't go shit yeah. it's you know what I mean and then oh family foundation express yourself it's you know mad, mad records it's the and like, excitement of it as well isn't it and, yeah. and it was like what's coming next what's coming next to you yeah excellent mate that's fantastic just while we're on the subject then how was the memorial event it was emotional um, but it was actually brilliant in another way because um, 
one person was there with me mm. and it's the person that I do stuff with now is a guy called Andy Rawson aka DJ Lippy right. who I run Northern Rave scene with alongside Hannah yeah. and Ben and um, you know others involved in that as well um, but he was there and I wanted him to see what Bowlers was like and for me I just looked at it I thought this is the last time we'll ever yeah that I kind of felt this 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 is this goes with Stu yeah like it's a closing a closing yeah. chapter it's closing it? the chapter but we're starting a new one yeah and Absolutely. I wanted you know, I mean it, it was a it's very sentimental I was playing with Mike Absolute and yeah. Mike's I'm not really going to go into the thing with Mike, but I'm so glad to have played with Mike as well, yeah. back to back. Uh, and Mike, I've got so much time for as well. Yeah. Uh, Mike, absolute. So. Fantastic. Um, it, it was, I mean, in all honesty, on the night I lost my temper uh, yeah. with, with a couple of people. Yeah. Um, and I don't really lose my temper. Yeah. Um, you come across as quite a chill guy. I, I, I am. And I just, you know, a couple of, no, I, I, I did look the, Lose it's it a, well, no, it's an emotional night as well. At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Uh, of course, it's understandable. Yeah. But you've always, you're always come across as a, as a take it in your stride guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm as chill as, uh, as it goes. But I mean, like you know, if there's something that that, that, that like that that just if there's something that really winds me up, yeah, I, I, I will. My temper will come out, and literally, I'll bang people to rights in seconds. Yeah, and I, I, I literally, I will hammer the fuck out of somebody. You know what I mean, yeah. not physically. I mean mentally. You know what I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll argue like you wouldn't believe. Um, but I mean, in all fairness, with with that, it was just one of those nights where I, I, I was in no control of. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine, mate. Understandable. Um, so we'll sort of like move on to your onto your story a bit more. Um, when was the first rave? My first. I didn't really go to raves. No. What was your What was your first experience of? of well, I wouldn't say rave. Say, say loud music in a in a club where you've just been like um, you see what you because it wasn't until I stepped foot in a club and heard the music like ah I understand I, it now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I came from starting in youth clubs um, where, where I went to, and like I, I, I was even, I even got to a point. I, I remember playing at a fucking squash club right. once, in between a meatloaf tribute act and getting pelted, <laughs> and getting pelted with fucking bottles by this biker gang in between, Chris. like the interval, like uh, and like all that, and like in all honesty, the first time it ever really kind of made sense to me like that. I'd, I'd already, I, I mean, I'd. I, I, I'm not somebody. I, 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 I'm a working DJ. Yeah. And literally, I probably worked every single night I could possibly work. You're, you, I've noticed um, with you, you're a, you're a DJ's DJ as well. Like mm. you are. Like I know, I know people who go out the way to listen to what you do and what you're about. Uh, I'm me being one of them as well. Um, it's like I say to you. I've said to you when we've talked previously that uh, you, you you seem to have. Uh, a good understanding of what people want to hear. I mean, like, it's like the thing when you said make people happy. It's like you've you've got the art of DJing to to a T. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you for that. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to take that. Actually. <laughs> it's a no, but no, funny, I, funny one. But no, but it, I know a lot of people don't like taking compliments. But I think anybody who knows you who's watching this will be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, mm. sure, like you, 
I'm not. I'm not lying. Where's the lie? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, but I'll tell you what. Like, the, like thinking back, like I, I remember going to. I, I was at college. Yeah. I started college at Oldham College. Um, on the same course where they made entrance set you free. By the way, yeah, um, it's an interesting one. Uh, Oldham College. Literally the year before they've made set you free in that college. 1991. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, no, we're going a bit further on, actually. In fact, to be honest, it's three years further on when I started there. Yeah. But they, they were going off that. And I remember there was a night at... Um, it was called Club 57, and it was the old club in Oldham. And it was it used to be the Hurricane Club, yeah. which was owned by the snooker player Alex Hurricane Higgins. Right. And... My, my, my mate at college, a guy called Chris Marples, yeah. who was on the fly with Chris Chapman, um, was involved in this night. I think the lineup was Rob Thurston, um, who is one of my mates and yeah. a very good a DJ. DJ I absolutely admire. So Rob Thurston, good old school and DJs, you man. had um, Chris was on there, and you had Yummy and Bro- Yummy and, and Broad. So Andy Andy Calder and Brody and Yummy and Yummy. I've never got to meet Yummy, but it was kind of like this older legend from mm. years ago. Uh, but Andy C and Brody, I'm not said. Kind of met the whole since. Yeah. And uh, I remember going in there and thinking, fuck, this, this is like, why the fuck? Like, I want to get there. I want to get there. It took yeah. me a long time to actually get there. Yeah. Um, incidentally, I desperately need a piss. <laughs> right. We'll be we'll ask why. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you don't follow me into the toilets with this. Yeah, this is this is one of them. It's a, it's a POV camera. <laughs> uh, hey, you're in good hands. You're in good hands. <laughs> You alright, how are we doing? I just want to take two minutes of your time before we start this week's podcast uh, to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is a tool that we're using to help the podcast grow, um, give you better content and, well, as I said, just let the podcast grow. So we've got three tiers. The first tier, there's only 20 of these spaces available and it's £1 for life and that's for It's Time to Refresh Originals. So if you've tuned in from day one uh, and you want to join the cause, you can sign up for £1. Um, just follow the link in the description uh, we've got the standard patreon which you get access to bonus episodes uh, some exclusive content patreon specials which we'll be recording and uh, early access to all future episodes so you'll be getting them on a tuesday instead of a friday uh, which i think is fucking amazing for three quid that's less than a coffee and then we've got our legend status vip patreons which is uh, 10 pounds and that gets you tickets to all my gigs um, and it will get you free entry to any It's Time to Refresh associated um, events, gigs in the future. Um, so that's a little hint of what's coming up in the future. Um, if you do like the podcast, then please share it with your mates. We are trying to grow this little thing we've got going. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the future as well. Um, and we want this to go bigger and better. So sign up at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh thank you enjoy the episode anyway we were where were we <laughs> talking about the time i had the threesome with bonnie langford and anthea turner <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could go out as an advertisement right uh back for part two of the podcast um sean needed to go to the toilet uh, we did video him but i mean it doesn't go on youtube i'm afraid but i have to put that on the patreon where we followed yeah. him to the toilet because yeah. it is um over 80s only. <laughs> so, how are we doing? So, uh, back to the back to where we were. 
You were at Oldham College. Yeah, uh, Oldham College. Basically, I, I, I studied engineering, electrical engineering, yeah. uh, with an audio sort of offshoot. Failed it. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, no. Uh, I blew up an oscilloscope once. Um, I, I absolutely hated it. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to teach you how to produce music, but what it was, it was teaching you about how to, you know, repair calculators and like i'm like like i picked the wrong thing i thought <laughs> you know what and what happened something interesting happened yeah in that time it was the start of kiss 102 right right so kiss fm in london been there for what four or five years yeah. they get a license in manchester right? right and kiss 102 starts i just think i'm listening to Dance music being played on the radio. Yeah. And I think, fuck, that's where, that's where I need to be. So I come off that course and I study media. Yeah. And I end up winning the John, pra John Platt Prize for Excellence. In fact, can we start again? Yeah. Uh, I, no. Well, I end up basically coming top of my year. Right. If I don't start again, like, I end up coming top of my year. Yeah. Uh, getting a scholarship to university. Um, right. and That's I got fantastic. To, uh, I end up at Warrington. Yeah. Um, which, you know, Warrington's Warrington. And Warrington ends up becoming a big part of my life later on. Yeah. Um, and go and do my degree and, and, you know, get my degree there. And part of my degree, I end up getting work experience at what was then Galaxy, like Kiss, had turned, Kiss 102 had become Galaxy 102. Yeah. And it kind of started from there, really. I started on the Adam Cole Breakfast Show, where the guy called Simon Ritchie, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. who's, a, who's probably the greatest radio producer in the whole country, yeah. um, who mentored me for a long, long time. And, you know, like literally opened doors up so much that led me to a point where I just, anybody that I meet, I just want to open their doors up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any doors up that I can meet Fantastic. for absolutely anybody. Fantastic, mate. Um, Galaxy had a few a few known faces within the scene, didn't it? We, we, um, go through its doors at one point, really. Uh, known faces means a bit something different around Manchester. Um, but hmm, we, we had quite a lot. But yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I actually saw um, dance music become commercialised for the better. Yeah. Um, because we wouldn't have actually got away with. I mean, that's something. I know it's really weird. People talk about the underground. People talk about like you know the, the bastardisation yeah. of um, of dance music. But it's not actually. Somebody has to market that. Yeah. Somebody has to bring it that wider appeal. Somebody has to actually do that. Yeah. Otherwise, we we we. we we're pissing in the wind. Yeah. And I saw dance music come from where it was in 94 when Kiss was there yeah. to when I joined the station in 99 uh, being commercially sort of acceptable and, and that, we've got a lot to thank mm. for, for that to actually steer it into that way. Otherwise, we'd still be listening to Steps in clubs. We'd still be listening to fucking James Blunt. Yeah. And we'd still be listening to... So the machine got behind it and made it bigger, but the machine aided it in the long run. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, understandable, I suppose. It, 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 without 
without the machine, I doubt that I would have bought all them compilation albums from Morrison's. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, interestingly, interestingly, the funny thing is, um, while I was at Galaxy, um, I learned how to use a thing called Sadie. Right. Which, um, <laughs> Sadie is the first digital mixing platform ever. Right. And it was the first time anybody, like the state operators were like gold dust. Right. And funnily enough, like when you walked into Morrison's, I reckon I could look in your CD collection and I would have actually ghost mixed it, mixed. Oh, interesting. Quite a high percentage of those. And I made a living out of doing that for a long time until it actually, until the, you know, Tractor and Virtual DJ came out and it was yeah. a lot easier. Uh, and I worked out a mathematical formula to, to actually do that when I, when I was younger, which right. is to divide 60 by the BPM times it by 64, and that will give you the um, ratio of which, how to set every single track to the same speed. You've lost me. But, you know. um, well, but, well <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but I'm sure people will actually be able to work that out anyway. But yeah. that's how I actually did it, and I did it for a long, long time. And, yeah. and at one point, the amount of DJs, to be honest with you, DJs used to come to my house, and I would ghost mix their their CDs, and I would do them accurately. There, there's very few of my own mixes out there, to be fair. Yeah. And just to be absolutely honest with people watching this, that I've not done digitally. Um, because I don't see the point. You know what I mean? You, when I knock out a mix, I'd rather you add it flawless. Yeah. And it'd be completely different to when I go out live and I'm an absolute fucking lunatic. Yeah. And, and jumping around like I'm, I'm, I've got something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and actually entertaining people, so I don't see the point. You know what yeah. I mean? But most, most of my mixes are actually digitally All right. okay. sort of created. That's interesting. And why not? You know what yeah. I mean? Because you want something flawless. You don't want... Um, you know, and, and I'm very, I'm actually more likely to, to actually said this is a live mix, this is, yeah. than anything else. And why not? Fantastic. I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that, by the way. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, I, I, re I reckon I could go through, I could, I, I could go through your CD collection and you'd be quite amazed. Um, and I work Excellent. quite a lot of very well-known companies and very well-known DJs. Excellent. That's, that's um, impressive. I, I'm not allowed to tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is like a that that was in the contract that literally always stays. No worries, mate. That's no worries. Um, so we'll sort of like move on to your your sort of production and stuff like that. Like, this is what really what I want to pick your brains about. Yeah. Um, where does the producer come 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 into it? Uh, I've always been able to to sort of like make music and stuff like that. Um, and like the the, the last sort of thing I'd made was a track by Dahlia called Got to Know. And we were looking at major record deals on this track in about 97. And what happened is Jason Nevin, in fact, let's go rewind a bit back, yeah. back from that. Uh, what happened is I sampled Run DMC yeah. on this track and I'm about to get a record deal. And then Jason Nevins goes and does It's Like That and Run DMC all of a sudden aren't going to clear that fucking sample. Uh, and it's all it is is like a sample that goes god damn that DJ made my day from Peter Piper yeah um, and after that I just couldn't be bothered and then I started making experimental insane so where did, where did you produce that uh? sorry if you don't mind me actually I'm sorry I'm, 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 do you know what actually coming back I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm sort of losing my chronology a little bit. <laughs> um, I made that probably in '96. Yeah. And we we hovered around on a record deal for, 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 for a long time. In the meantime, I started listening to a lot of. Um, I started making a lot of really experimental stuff. Yeah. And I started a band called Narcotic Punk Project. Yeah. And we did um, a track called Interplanetary Breaks, or I did, um, which is kind of like a techno jazz kind of thing. I started listening mm. to a lot of Blue Note and that kind of thing. So I've done Interplanetary Breaks as Narcotic Punk Projects. I had this great analog studio, mm-hmm. and I had um, I had a Boss DR660 drum machine. I had an Akai um, S20 and an SL1 sampler. I had uh, a great mixing desk. I had um, you know it was all running through this brilliant analog system. Yeah, um, and I'd done Dahlia, got to know which. Obviously, we had the Run DMC issue, and we couldn't release the bloody thing. Yeah, um, which was down to Jason Nevins and all that kind of thing but like I said we couldn't release that uh, and the sample was uh, like the god damn that DJ made my day yep. and I started like listening I went to university and I started listening to a lot of really mad music and listening to loads of jazz and loads of like breaks and yeah. it was kind of like the big beat era it was kind of like the Fat Boy Slim yep. kind of era um, and I started recording this narcotic funk project and I split with my girlfriend mm-hmm. um, and my edge went my head just completely, completely went in right. 97, 98. And um, I started doing, I, I was working for a, for, for a magazine at the time, a very controversial magazine. Yeah. And um, I literally, like my head just completely gone. I started doing loads of things that I shouldn't really have done. Yeah. Um, I started making really mental records and I knocked out three vinyl tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was Interplanetary Breaks, Narcotic Foot Project, yeah. and, on, and then I did, this is where shit went really crazy, I did Sesame Street Preachers. Right, okay. <laughs> Burton Ernie's Jazzy Journey, yeah. um, which is a great record, if you take away the actual bloody Sesame Street sample. Yeah. And then I did Dirty Look as right. Narcotic Foot Project, which is cited in certain circles as the first ever dubstep record Um, and I did nothing after that right I just I had no interest and then one day I started working I'm I'm there working at Galaxy and my mate Marvin the wall uh, DJ DJ Marvellous yeah he's doing a night called Love is the Message it's a UK garage thing and UK garage is blowing up yeah and um I do a bootleg of a mirror, my desire, right. and Little Man by Sia, uh, the Wookiee remix, like the instrumental against that, right? And he starts playing it, it starts blowing up, yeah. And it's like fucking hell. Um, this is this is massive on the UK, and they're about to press it, and nobody will press it. So I just think, do you know what? I'm going to start bootlegging. I'm just yeah. going to start bootlegging everything. I'm going to start mashing up absolutely everything. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. And we started, we, we got to a point where Galaxy were doing bootleg of the week. This guy comes over from France called Sam Sniper, who ran probably one of the, the, the biggest French radio stations. Sorry, like the, 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 a French radio station that was the number one in the world. Yeah. And Sam gets right behind me, says, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we do bootleg of the week. 
And I get involved in it and literally every single week I do a bootleg for Galaxy. Every single week. And then I meet this guy called Cy Edwards. Yeah. Who's also into my sort of thing. Yeah. And we we form Trick Babies yeah. as a bootleg act. Right, we do it. And we just build this from absolutely nothing. Next thing I know, MCV Europe are coming in. And like, yeah, we've got a new show called MCV Mash. Uh, do you, you doing it? Oh, excellent. Shit. Uh, and we do a few. We did uh, Montel Jordan versus Room 5. We did Elton John, Are You Ready for Love? Yeah. With Sunshine Anderson. They're, they're like, it's brilliant. Next thing we know, all around the world records. We've heard you've done a, a this is where I've really got to choose my words here. Yeah. Um, we've heard about a certain mashup that you do live. Um, yeah. Would you be interested in recreating that with us? Yeah. And that's where I join LMC. Yeah. So if you don't know, you, you <laughs> can just work it out for yourself because we can't uh, talk about yeah. it. Um, so I've got to be very, very careful yeah, in, the, in the way I do that. Um, but you know, we've done it. Although to be fair, the replay version, I'm very proud of what yeah. we actually did for that label. Um, it's brilliant. We didn't have the greatest time at AATW, but I mean, to be fair, I love AATW. I think they are the absolute anarchists of the system. They literally smite when when Soho was controlling the whole of the record industry. <laughs> they, like, were, they, they, they were literally like, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, Soho, fuck you, London. <laughs> and, like, it's it true, like, every, like, so much stuff that right. they put out. Right, honestly, right, I, I, I mean, Ian Redmond from Ultra Beat rang yeah. me earlier. Right, and, and literally, right, Ultra Beat, I mean, bear in mind, like, Ultra Beat, Mike Descarlet is now camel fat. Yeah. Right, with Dave Whelan. Yeah. And you've, you've got Mike and, and, and Ian and Chris there, right? Ultra Beat were number one for three weeks before Radio 1 had actually played with yeah, yeah. Pretty Green Eyes. Little little side, side thing I want to put on there. Do you know if you noticed, though, this week, they do a little thing called... Um, it's like a, a little feature they do every morning about half past six in the morning. And three times this week, the feature that the, 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 they've asked for... Is ultra big, pretty green eyes, um, and do you know they still don't play the, their version of it, and it pisses me yeah. off. It absolutely pisses me off. Yeah, I'll tell you what, right? When pretty green eyes, I, I remember like Susie Tompkins, who was a record plugger, yeah. right? Sends me pretty green eyes there. I'm like, I'm playing it in bedroom in the in the club that I'm playing yeah. at the time, uh, bedroom. I played it for the first time, and literally the whole fucking room is like. Loving it. Like that. And, you know I mean? That, that is... I've got, I've got so much anger towards the South and... Not the South, but... Yeah, yeah. To, like, the, the, the record industry that actually held back the North of England. Yeah. But I've got so much love to, to, to you know, Chris Nuttall and Matt Cadman mm. for what they did with All Around the World because, literally, they, you know, they, they basically took... A load of people from the north of England and just made everything work. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it didn't matter who you were. Made them you household names as well. Like, yeah. absolutely. And it was like, you go into the, you go into the offices and like, I, I, I don't know whether they still work in there or even do what they do. Yeah. And like, you, you go up to the stairs, it was a, a record shop called Reedy's. Yeah, yeah, Reedy's, yeah. Uh, and you go up through Reedy's, you go up the stairs 
And on the left-hand side, you'd have Kenny Hayes in his studio. Yeah. And then you'd have Lee Monteverdi in his. Yeah. And then you'd go into the office and then you'd see uh, Joe. And then you'd see, I can't remember, uh, Fiona. You'd see Joe and Fiona coming in. And you'd have a couch there. The old place would stink of fags because literally, like they, they, they literally smoked like chain smoke in, yeah. in that office. And you, you, you literally, you play them, and they, they, they'd either just rip me to pieces or sign it. Um, and like when, when I played uh, Little Bird uh, in, in the office, like I, I just never forget, like Chris Nuttall saying, That's a hit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. But, you know, that's life. Can I ask you, when, when you got signed to All Around the World, did, did life change much for you? Uh, no. Um, the, the only thing I did, I, I mean, I, I never forget, like, I celebrated signing to All Around the World by taking uh, a girl that I just started going out with called Becca um, to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I got a thousand pounds checking me and like, an advance because we had to split it between a few of us. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm like, there, I'm like, fucking, like, literally, we had to go to McDonald's. That's six thousand and four. Honestly, like no, nothing. I mean, I, Jesus Christ. We, I, at one point, I was in an Italian fashion magazine. I was paid a lot of money to actually do it. <laughs> That's phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> uh, people in Green magazine, and I'm like, I'm literally, I got two thousand pounds there. I'm like, like I'm literally like all I've ever done is like I'm not, I'm not into. You know, that kind of thing. I'm literally, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so dancing with yeah. um, You know, the, the, the only place that I tend to go to, to, to be honest, for any kind of, like, treat like that is, like, Tamusian in Salvi Bridge. Yeah. Uh, plug! Ding! 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 <laughs> number three! Ding! I'll be, uh, I'll I'm, be trying to get well. I'm trying to get a discount at Tamusian. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, go on. Um, uh, what I want to do now is, I just want to move on to the questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Because, and if you're fine with this, we're going to do a... Uh, Sean part two, part three and part four because there is so much to talk about. Yeah, that's um, fine. If that's all right with you because... It's fine, mate. You can tell you're having fun doing this. I, 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 I practice these in the mirror. <laughs> but um, I just want to move on to part two of the podcast um, where you ask questions. Uh, if you've got any questions for the podcast, just remember send them into Instagram at It's Time to Refresh or on Facebook or I'll drop it in our Facebook group as well. Um... Basically, I don't know if you watched the episode. Have you watched any episodes before? Or, uh, no. No, no. Right. So basically... I'm a bad friend. <laughs> uh, it's hard to keep up with as well because it comes out every week, so yeah. it's one of them. But basically, we get people right in and they can ask anything at all, like literally anything. We've had some yeah. obscure shit, right? And it's... They don't know who the guest is coming on. That's, that's all part of the magic. So it's always a very universal question-ish. <laughs> so uh, just answer as open and uh, honest as you can is that alright? I always will do right this one is growing up would young Brad love the, uh, the music that you're putting out today so we'll turn that round to you growing up would, would young Sean love what you're doing today so the yeah, yeah that's stuff. exactly why I do what I do so what what um, is there anything in particular that you you look back at now and you think as a kid you'd have thrived on it Um. I would love to make some 80s pop music. Right. Well, like the synthy yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to make some some kind of like really commercial 80s pop music. 
You know, like pre-prep sprout, uh, level 42, that kind of thing. Right. I'd love to do that kind of thing. So as a kid, would you, you'd like to have done that, but what I'm saying is, see these, see the tunes that you've released now. Say, say the, the Boy Raver stuff. Yeah. We'll use that as an example. Would young Sean have heard that in the bath and be like, you know what? He's good, him. <laughs> um, yeah. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? That that would have turned me on yeah. to, 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 to doing that. Um, you know, I mean, bear in mind, it's quite it's quite a simple question to answer. Yeah. Because I, I turned my back on actually making EDM and that kind of thing. I had a very good offer yeah. to go and carry on making EDM and that kind of thing and, and, and could have been set up for life. Yeah. I actually turned my back on that and ended up, you know, actually making the Boy Raver project. Yeah. Because it was what I wanted to do and like growing up. So it's kind of like, it's already answered really. Well, fantastic, mate. Is, is, is the best part, like, the reason, uh, oh, by the way, that's from Nick. Um, to, to, uh, the reason I, I find it an interesting question is because that if you don't enjoy the music that you make yourself, then why are you doing it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a passion. It's not an it's, issue. I, 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 the last time I made a record for money, In fact, I've never made a record for money. Yeah, it's, it's, even you get what you give. Yeah. Um, LMC, New Radicals. Even I, I didn't do that because it's my all-time favourite record. Yeah. So I housed up my all-time favourite fucking record. Yeah. I've not done that for money. <laughs> I mean, I've done it's, that. It's because... an easy question when you think about yeah. it, but I appreciate the question. Nick. Thank you, Nick. It's, it's brilliant good, question. Yeah. Um, what is your signature dinner uh, you'd make if you were hosting at your house? Something to really impress the guests. And that's from Aidan Rogers. Aidan um, R, sorry. 12 vegetable Irish stew. 12 vegetable Irish stew. Is there any reason why? Is that your, is that your speciality? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's there. Because, um, like I said, it, it just takes me, what, an hour and a half to make it. But as well, when uh, I, I literally, like Irish stew is, is kind of like my, my thing anyway. But just yeah. as many vegetables. And to be honest with you, as like I can't get past 12 vegetables you <laughs> so if I could get some more I keep building it up but like I said I'm a very proud Irishman um, and that's you know I mean Irish stew is my signature excellent um, I'm, I think um, realistically uh, mine would be so last week I made or week before I made a, I had a crack at making jambalaya uh, oh right okay right. I never ever made it before did, in my did you have big fun on the gun no Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I struggled making it. Not struggled, but like because you never make it. I'm, I'm. I, so when you cook, do you, do you cook the recipe, or you're just a guesstimator? No, uh, I, I cook. Um, I, what I tend to do is I, I cook when I'm pissed. Right. So literally, like, what I'll do is I go to, I'll go to. At the moment, I'll go to Halifax Market. Right. Indoor market. Um, are you ready for plug number four? Oh, yeah, uh, what I'll on. do is I'll go to Yo DJ Records in Halifax, the stall there in the indoor market. Bing. Mm. Um, but honestly, but I'm I'm into like supporting farmers and, yeah. and, and, as much as I possibly can. Excellent. And what I'll do is I'll try to put as many vegetables into a stew as I possibly can. Um, as far as like making it authentic Irish, um, I I go and get a lamb neck. Yeah. Um, and I'll buy that from a butcher's. So are you are you are you just throwing these in? Or are you, are you, are you? Yeah, basically like organic, but it, it's done over time. Fantastic. Um, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you live, you live and yeah. you learn. But yeah. uh, Irish stew, absolutely. The only other thing that I, that, that I, I, I do is a spice bag. Um, I, I'm really good at a spice bag at the moment. Yeah. So. 
Excellent. I think my signature dish used to be um, like a, some sort of pasta carbonara because it was nice and easy and it's really, really simple not to fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, well I, I, I love cooking Italian, but the thing about Italian as well is, is yeah. you've got to keep it simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you overcomplicate Italian cooking, it's just a... It turns to shit, yeah. Honestly, you taste a piece of shit, really. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Um, so, yeah, my jam, my jamble went down very well with my missus. Yeah. She was like, do you know something? And all the years we've been together, that's probably the, the best... <laughs> slash only good meal you've ever made <laughs> so I was like yes <laughs> so we had it again the week after trying to impress it again and she was she, she wasn't having any of it it's like you have to leave a bigger gap in time yeah. before we, we come back and revisit this um, next question is where uh, where is one venue that is still running that you haven't played at but would love to and that's from our regular contributor Andy Matz oh fucking hell um, oh there isn't one uh, I always wanted to play at Venus in Manchester, and yeah. it never happened. And we came so close to me playing at Venus. Um, but right now, thinking about it, God, I don't think there is. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, the only place I can think of is, is Dingwalls, Camden, right. which is a jazz club. I'd love to actually play a jazz set at Dingwalls. Right. Um, or, oh, fucking hell, oh. Because I've played everywhere that I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, oh. Do you know what? I'd love to play. I'd love to actually... I'd say something, something I'd love to do is I'd love to go and play for Sopranos, mm-hmm. right? But to actually do, put together, actually pre-plan it and then spend a lot of time on it, jump on that, mm-hmm. and actually do like an hour's worth of original stuff that I've made. Right. Remixes, reworks, um, and maybe make some new hard dance. Right. You should. You need to pull. That's the only more. thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's not. It's not like a bucket list. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no offense to my cheese. Yeah. I mean, he was a fantastic like promoter. Yeah. Um, but bloody hell, it's the only thing I can think of really. Um, yeah. There's there's nowhere. Um, phew, bloody oh. I can't think of anywhere. Um, being there and got being there, got that. I'd love to go to New York. I'm sure, there's plenty of places in New York that, that, that I'd love to play. Yeah. Um, but Siena in the Meatpacking District, I'd love to play there. Yeah. Love to play. I, I don't know. That's oh, that's a mad question to ask. It is. It is. But um, he's always coming forward, Andy, with the with the questions. Thank you very much, mate. Uh-huh. Um, if I Thank could you. play somewhere. <laughs> Do you know, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Like, it's, because I'd love to do, and you've probably done it, I've always wanted to do Bowler's Main Stage. Right? right, now I've done that, and I've done that a lot. I've done that a few times, but believe it or not, the only time I actually played it as an old school DJ was at Stu Allen's. And obviously, like, my, my, my mate Andy owns it. Yeah. Um, bowl, I mean, to be honest with you, get into, you know, but... It's weird because I've actually played at Bowlers at the main stage and I've actually played, bear in mind, like Bowlers does a lot of conventions and I've played to like cosplayers on the main stage. Uh, and I've yeah. done an 80s thing on the main stage. You did a curry evening as well, didn't you? I've done all sorts of <laughs> things. I've done... We talked about that on the last one, can you remember? The curry... 
uh, I'm game for anything. Yeah. The thing with me, I, I just, do you know what? I look at a gig and I think, do you know what? <laughs> Is it a laugh? Fuck yeah. it, let's do it. And, and that's, yeah, I mean, I, 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 honestly. Uh, I mean, again, I, 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 I took on a, a gig at Hedden Bridge. Yeah. Uh, a 50th, purely because it's in a barnyard. Fantastic. Um, I love obscure stuff like that, though. I mean, by the way, as well, like the, the, I don't you've seen Happy Valley. Yeah. Uh, that's where I live now. Right. I actually live in Happy Valley. I live in uh, Solby Bridge, um, which, and? which is, you know, I mean, it, it's weird now. You know, what I mean, we we run this club now, which is in technically in Rishworth, Ripperton. It's on the cusp uh, of, of two. It's called like Northern Racing. We run it. It's called yeah. Workshop, but. You know what I mean? Things that excite me, and the reason I got involved in in, in workshop is because I'm like I've turned up to a place, and it's blowing your mind. I'm like, this holds fifty people, and they're all raving like fucking. You won't even believe. Right, I don't want to get into it. I want to hold this for the next podcast if that's okay. Sorry, yeah. I've left you on a cliffhanger. Is that is, have... that is that a cliffhanger? Is that um? Oh, I think so because what we talked about do, on the phone. Do, do. <laughs> What we talked about on the phone, it was just like, it's quite interesting, and I think a lot of people will be interested in it. But it's a whole, it's a whole hour in itself as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll sort of tie off today. Hey um, Bradley, you can interview me anytime you want. No worries, no worries, mate. Um, um, I enjoy your company. If that's any, anything. No, no, you're very welcome, mate. I, I enjoy talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and showing off and, and black, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm like. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we've got one last question that I ask every every guest who comes on. Mm. You're about to get the electric chair um, <laughs> for something you've done in the past. Oh, That's the best question ever. No, well, <laughs> you've not even done fucking questions. I know. That's, that's no, but it's just because you're on your way out and that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what, right. what have I done? Um, what have you done? Right, you have right. so many things you could have done. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're a decent guy, mate. You, you, you've got any thought? Yeah, wrong, wrong uh, incrimination. <laughs> what, That's what, what it is. Honestly, mate, one of my favourite all-time films. It's a really dodgy film by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and it's called. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called now. But it's um, basically like he, he ends up um, like Clint Eastwood. Um, in fact, let's not even go there. Just carry on with a question. But uh, it, it, it's about the electric chair anyway. It's a really dodgy film, but go on. Go on. You're about to get the electric chair, right? <laughs> um, and they ask you, you've got one more meal. You can have a starter, main, dessert and a beverage. What are you having? Right, prawns, pill, pill. That's my starter. Right. Um, ribeye steak. Everyone says steak, mate. With poor man's potatoes. Right. Potatoes, or brabus. Um, dessert. Are you a big foodie? Yeah, fairly. Mm. But dead simple. Yeah. Dessert, though. Energy of the light. Dessert. <laughs> Ooh. A massive packet of um, Topify. They're nice, then. Yeah. Do you, you see the white ones that came out last Christmas? Yeah. Really Toffee good. feet mixed with Vianetta. Lovely. Right, that'll do me nicely. Fantastic. That, that is my uh, last and what meal. beverage? Um, oh. Oh. I would go for a pint of vodka. You're never going to believe this. The last, the last podcast that I did today, I've done two recordings today and they said the exact same thing. <laughs> going out with a pint of vodka. Impressive. <laughs> 
impressive. <laughs> right, I just want to say thank you for coming on, mate. Right. It's been absolutely Anytime, I've really enjoyed myself. Yeah. Uh, and just, by the way, thank you for people that have asked those questions as well. And, yeah, no problem. You know I mean? and, and good luck for refreshing. And, you know, it, it's fantastic what you're doing, mate. And I'm, no like, I'm glad I've remixed for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad to, like, I was listening to the, uh, the Gotta Sell You. Thing where, where I did that dodgy sandstorm sort yeah, of no, it's thing. not dodgy, it's fantastic. Sorry, where, where I didn't legally for legal <laughs> do that dodgy sandstorm it bit. It was fantastic, um, mate. But, I've, I've played it out a few times, and uh, as I say, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mate. Excellent. Take care. If you've enjoyed it, um, share it with your mates. Get The more you share it, we'd, we've get this organic engagement where you put it in your <laughs> WhatsApp group and go, you know what, this is actually quite good, this. And then you create a fan then I'm forever grateful. Um, uh, where can people find you? Um, depends who's asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Generally, just Sean Lever on Facebook. And yep. to be honest with you, like the best way to ever interact with me is on Facebook. Yeah. Because uh, it's the only sort of social media I, I, I tend to do. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, just look around. Rippenden yeah. in West Yorkshire and I'm, I'm knocking about usually or uh, Northern Monkey on a Friday and Saturday night when I'm DJing plug number five ding yeah we don't so, mind that we don't mind that yeah. so Northern Monkey by the way uh, is, uh, uh, yeah anyway that, that's Fantastic. generally where, where I am so right it's been an absolute pleasure I'll see you later